Hello. Am I too close? Shouldn't we have something to say? No, we'll just just try it. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Whitney. And this is Same, Same but, but different. different. That was great. <laughs> Shalom. What is up? We back. This is going to be a really cool episode. This is going to be a rocket launcher episode. <laughs> Watch out world. Here we come. It's a really big deal. We have a, a good friend, Brittany, who's been a friend of ours for probably, what is it? Um, five sixths of our lives. We've known her since we were five and been friends ever since. She is a boss lady. She's a lady boss. And we wanted to get all her tips and tricks and perspectives on running a business, starting a business, uh, being a mother. She's a recent mother of two. Maintaining her sanity. Maintaining she runs her sanity. She's the CEO and founder of Brit & Co. Mm-hmm. up in San Francisco, Brit Morin. Um, they, she and her husband are a true Silicon Valley couple. Yep. Through and through. Both founders. And we admire them for all of their tenacity and hard work for, you know, launching things, starting things. Yeah. And Brittany is doing really, really well. Um, we're super, super proud of her. And we got to ask her some questions that we'd never just point blank asked despite our long, long long years of friendship. Um, I think you guys are really going to like it and hopefully you'll, you'll feel inspired to maybe start something of your own. Absolutely. Hope you enjoy. Twinnyville. Welcome back to Twinville. So you're dying to know this exact thing. Maybe, (laughs) but probably not. (laughs) This is more in line with our theme for the episode. Yeah. And we wanted to give you a little taste of things Whitney likes, things Lauren likes, and the difference between them. So what's our question? The question this week that we're posing to ourselves is, if you could do any project with anyone in the world, who would it be and what would it be? Um, And so this will kind of maybe give you a glimpse of our deepest, darkest dreams. And the differences therein. Precisely. All right, Lo, you want to take it first? Yeah, do you know, do you know the answer? Mine's less epic, I think, than yours will be. Um, the first thing don't I don't say that. Well, I just mean from like a scale perspective, an no, influence perspective. No such thing as a small dream. True. Wise words were never <laughs> spoken. You can <laughs> patent that. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, the first person that came to mind, at least just because I find her really fascinating and enviable, um, is a blogger called Local Milk. You've mm-hmm. heard of her. I know you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. We've yeah, I've heard of before. her from you. Yeah. Yeah. So she's all about um, the art of slow living. And she's also. I'm looking her up right now. Massively curated. Like she's a photographer. She's obviously a blogger. Um, but she's like a stylist as well. She kind of does it all. Um, but she. I love her aesthetic. I love her. Um, more than anything, I love her view on the world and how to slow down and how important it is to slow down. Mm -hmm. But I also know that she came from like a very, um, complicated place, like emotionally and psychologically, like she's been through a lot in her life. So I just think she'd be fascinating to work with and to like spend a chunk of time with and to really like garner what it is she does and how she does it and how she's gotten to the place that she is. Um, but also build something beautiful together. 
Do you know what you'd want to do with her exactly? Like maybe do a post, like a collaborative post on her blog or something bigger? I think something bigger. If okay. I'm going to like have the opportunity, I'd want to go big. Maybe like commodify maybe like, something with her? Yeah, but maybe like clothes or like pottery or like mm. something tactile. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to get into this blog later. It's very she's beautiful. Follow her on Instagram because she's about to literally have, about to have a baby like any day now. Right. And she's like so open and honest about like all the emotions she's feeling mm-hmm. but she's also like telling herself you can hear that she's telling herself like i'm just gonna accept whatever it is i'm feeling cool which in and of itself is very hard oh yeah she's definitely preggers yeah so what about you um my dream project or collaboration is more in the film world mm-hmm. um, naturally and this is not at all like for lucrative reasons mm-hmm. just out of pure like satisfaction for bringing like birthing something like this into the world mm-hmm. i'd really love to do a film with s- with either john carney himself or someone like him who is um, the, writer, the director writer director of once and begin again and sing street and begin again like music driven films mm-hmm. about real life characters like very based in reality nothing too fantastical very um down to earth I yeah feel like, like slice are. of life type yeah. stuff yeah um but like s- specifically music driven i think those films are the ones that satisfy me the most and cool. make me feel like the most passionate about film cool and then on the more fantastical end of things like i think literally the more fantastical yes, end is uh doing a collaboration with Baz Luhrmann. does he do collaborations like not really right um well he has producers mm. you know i produce he direct um but it's his he, project uh, yeah it would be yeah. his his project um He's b- about to do a, or about to release a TV show on Netflix. Really? He's never done episodic. What's it about? Um, about 1970s Harlem. Harlem? Bless you. Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, but it should be coming out. That's at fucking some point cool. Soon. Yeah. Um, so I think he's getting into like more uh, diversified projects, but his stuff is way more expensive than yeah, John Carney. Yeah, sounds. Yeah. And so I think I'd like to start with John Carney, or at least on that level, and right. someone who seems more approachable. Yeah, just it, I think he gets his films done pretty quickly, and um, obviously, like writes all the helps write all the music for the the projects. Such and a I badass. just think that'd be such an amazing experience to I help agree. shepherd something like that into the world. Fucking yeah. Um. So, question for you, audience is your dream collaboration what would it be like, what would it be what, what would it look would you like do? how would it feel who would you work with let us know if you want to work with brit brit morin let us know yeah let us know on the insta fangirl it's fangirl time people we wanted to wanted to make a blanket statement that we're big fangirls of all women who are bosses in the world, which we would love to be one day. Mm-hmm. But um, we wanted to sort of have a conversation as well about the trends that we were seeing. We were kind of doing some research about female founders and we're noticing some trends and just wanted to, to chew on why they exist. What's like one female founder that you think is really cool or who is one female founder? Um, I actually really like the founder of this nail salon in LA called Olive in June. Uh-huh. She took like the um, cheap, quick, kind of dirty idea of nail salons that exist all over LA with like migrant workers and flipped it on its head and made it 
like mediocre, expensive, but really high end experience. Um, and she has a great aesthetic. She has already opened four salons in like two years. Wow. So she's doing really well. So she, she's not catering to the masses by any means in terms of her price point, but she's took something that she really loved and made it beautiful and it became successful, but she's ambitious. We went there to get our nails done for your wedding wedding. and Mm -hmm. it was amazing yeah it's very very high end there's like one in pasadena one in santa monica and one in beverly hills i guess there's three now awesome yeah what about you um i am a fan of a few different female founded companies um like polyvore is super cool Mm -hmm. it's great for like fashion inspiration yep um, I think you and I are pretty interested to try 23andMe. For sure. To analyze our genetics. One of these days we'll have an episode about that. Mm-hmm. And then another one, like, um, I'm proud of the work that Susan Wojcicki has done for YouTube mm-hmm. as the CEO. Um, and then of course, like, super proud of Brit for starting Brit & Co. And then also proud of Cecilia, my friend Cecilia, who's the head of marketing there. Um... It's not easy to start a company. It's not easy to keep a company going and it's not easy to balance so many other things in life in addition to running your own company. It takes balls. Big time. And I think... It takes tough skin. Yeah. You have to have super thick skin and be okay with like s- many, many failures. Absolutely. And be like solution oriented. But to your po- earlier point, it's interesting like looking at the long list of female founders um not mm. only in the startup world yeah. but a lot of other major companies who have now women at, at the CEO level um it's not it's nowhere near 50% in the leadership no. roles but for those that are in leadership roles it is interesting that the companies that are founded by women tend to be like a little bit more for like women. women women focused yeah. yeah why do you think they that is they seem to be in the industries of hair makeup clothing fashion home decor yeah, um, just like lifestyle lifestyle stuff. and they're all aesthetically pleasing um a lot of it is e-commerce as well but mostly in like lifestyle or fashion mm-hmm. um I don't, I don't know i i'm assuming it's a cyclical problem of appealing to women because they're created by women and that's the aesthetic that those women like and those are the things that those women like Mm -hmm. and therefore their customer base tends to be very female and because they have success they don't feel the need to do more than that Mm -hmm. that's my presumption i think there is something to be said for women knowing women best absolutely you know and and like i think there's some statistics that show that in the media world content that's made by women for women tends to be more appealing than content made by men for women Mm -hmm. makes sense um and i think probably businesses are similar in that like it takes a woman to understand a woman sometimes not to say that men can't succeed in this arena because obviously like a lot of huge fashion labels are run by men have yeah um but yeah i think they they think like a woman and therefore they can say, okay, what are the, the purchasing habits of women and what are the aesthetics that women find interesting? Right. And, and like, what are the holes in the market? Like as a woman, what would you like to be able to do that you can't do now? 
right and that's where like these ideas were born and those would like in in their basic form most likely appeal to other women Mm -hmm. which is like i think it's amazing and powerful and there's probably always been a need for more things for women in the marketplace but like i also think that women know men often better than they know themselves like i think there's so many intangibles that women know and understand about men that they don't understand about themselves and that's a huge generic statement i know that's not true for every man but it'd be interesting to see more women tap into male female categories or even strictly male categories like what for example like for instance there's a lot of like the dollar shave club was all created by men right what if men what if women created those companies Mm -hmm. like how would they fare Mm -hmm. um It'd just be really interesting to like see. Like a woman running like a skateboard, skateboarding label or a woman running um, like a strictly technical website. Or like a woman running a construction team. Oh, yeah. Like what the fuck? That'd be crazy. That would be a long time. A woman running a plumbing business. Right. Could happen. Like, yeah, women are just as capable, mm-hmm. but they're traditionally men centered jobs yeah stereotypically and it's it's a lot of those industries like construction are shitty for women they're still really chauvinistic men that treat women like shit on the job yeah yeah so i think it might be a while before this happened but just curious like maybe this is the beginning of us headed in that direction because women are just now really not just now i'm sure there's always been women owning businesses but women owned businesses Mm -hmm. but it's becoming more the forefront in the tech and startup world. So maybe eventually it will sort of be more balanced and then women can get into those other types of industries. Right. Totally. Somebody should make a website that's like how to buy jeans that fit you perfectly. Agreed. Why has that not been created? Because I think every single woman has such a unique shape. Yeah, but there's got to be some way to like send in your dimensions you mean like custom jeans pick your stretchy factor people do have custom jeans where like they're like um usually there was one in santa monica they they no i mean online last online yeah i mean i don't think people would even know how to measure themselves well that's true that Mm. would be the hole i'd like to fill in the market go ahead actually no i don't want to do it. i want someone else to do it for me so you can have great jeans yeah yeah Okay, well, women out there, start your businesses. Yeah, encourage the w- the women who already have and women who want to fill a hole in the market, go for it. Or even improve upon what's out there. And on that note, let's hear from one of these female founders directly. Dive into the life of Brit. Let's do this. Let's do this twinter view. Huh. Twinter view. right we're recording we're live we're live oh my god go ahead you can talk oh my god we're live oh my god (laughs) (laughs) first interview with britney she's never had one before oh (laughs) Oh, yes literally no one calls you britney britney bonet um (laughs) i was gonna say britney morin but brit morin is my name literally no one calls you i double rebranded when i got married true most women just single rebrand oh you did you did brit when yeah, you changed your it name. was conscious decision. No, to go her actual name is still Brittany. That's what I, I mean, thought. legally okay, it's yeah. Brittany, okay, but like I was, I was like, everyone will now call me Brit Morin. Got yeah. it. Um, it's okay. Limmering down the stairs. Hey, Dave. Let's get this on the. Dave's recording. on the podcast. Dave <laughs> is on our podcast. Hey, Dave. 
Are we podcasting? Yeah, yeah, you're live. We're live from Venice Beach, California. Well, it's not exactly live. I mean, we're pseudo live. There are, are <laughs> microphones in hand. I can see the recording. What's this podcast about? It's called Same but Different. This yeah. is a Twinter view. She knows. Nailed it. Guys, I'm all over that. <laughs> don't what's act like I don't know what's going on. This right is now. a Twinter Twin interview. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Hello. Dave just woke up. I'm being interviewed by twins for the first time ever. Oh this my god. We madness. really have a unique vantage point. This is like Hoda and Kathy Lee. We're drinking wine while we're Obviously. doing like Twin interviews. interviews usually involve wine. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love it. it. So that was Dave. That was Dave. That's my husband. Hey Dave. His name is Dave Morin. The sleeping he schedule didn't have to of double a rebrand. Did not have to rebrand. He got no rebrand. In fact, we did have a conversation early on about whether we took the Jay Z Beyonce strategy Which when we what? got married. So Keeping your name. Beyonce did Beyonce Knowles Carter. Oh mm-hmm. right. And Jay Z is Sean Carter Knowles. So he is. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. It's like a little tradesies mm-hmm. action, and I thought that was really interesting because. Like it's equal mm. name taking. It is. Um, I feel like for something. women out there who aren't sure if you should take your fiance's last name, mm-hmm. like you might consider the Beyonce strategy. Just saying. I am Brit Morin. But here's the thing. Who calls you Brittany? Beca- literally no one? Literally my mom, maybe. Yeah. Um, and when I go to Starbucks or whatever and they take my name, sometimes when I say Brit, they're like Brett. And so I just say Brittany um, mm. because it's easier. So, but the other thing is, is <laughs> how the yeah. fuck did the TV just turn on? And we're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amazing. I'm pretty sure my mom's recording Lifetime on TV. Yes. Everyone, hi, we're in Venice, and I'm just here for the weekend, and my mom came with me as my nanny. The Because um, <laughs> I have a newborn and an almost two-year-old, and I, that's crazy to take care of by yourself. Um, I can't imagine. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think that it's it's a good name, Britt Morin, but I'm at Brit on most of the social networks. Right. So I was always wondering, did you, who did you buy that from? I didn't buy that she, from anyone. She got I'm it. an early adopter. Yo. I knew you were on, I'm on, twi- on Twitter. I remember that. And Instagram. YouTube. I was on all these networks okay. like really got early, it. like first 2000 users. You literally. were Britt Morin though on Instagram. For but you sure can change. You <laughs> okay. Do you want to hear my Instagram story? Yes. Here's what happened. See, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> this is a good story. Actually. All right. Let's do it. Crack it, it open. Guys. So, my husband worked at Facebook and then he left to start a new type of social network called Path, mm-hmm. um, which was all about like photo sharing and there were filters and it was all from a mobile app. Um, and then this app called Instagram launched yep. soon after, which was very similar. And everyone in Silicon Valley was like, ooh, Path first Instagram, like early on. <laughs> and it was like a really big deal. And so obviously I was first lady of Path, so I couldn't right. join Instagram so I was like, I'm not joining that shit. Mm-hmm. And I just was like hardcore path. Well, a couple of years passed. Path became the biggest social network in Indonesia and Southeast Asia, which is really random. Um, <laughs> Instagram became massive in the U.S., as we yeah. all know, and was acquired by Facebook. And, uh, and they sort of ended up being really different types of products. And I was like, shit, I should probably join Instagram now. And of course, at Brit was taken. I this is the it. first See, time, first time I've never it. been an early adopter, like snag the Brit username. Yeah, naturally. Really upset about it. Guess so. This so I like check to see who has at Brit. Random girl in South America who's a massive Justin Bieber fan. Like every post on her Instagram is about Justin. But her Bieber. name is not Brit. She's just I guess it's with Brit Spears. something. Maybe I don't know. But she's like lives in Colombia. And I was like, who is this girl who loves Justin Bieber? Interesting. Fast forward a year, so I get at Brit more on Instagram. Whatever. Don't love it. You're pissed about um, it. <laughs> a little bit bitterly. <laughs> um, then I, I end up meeting Scooter Braun, who's Justin Bieber's manager. We become friends because right. I'm friends with his now wife, 
um, whose name is Yale. And I'm telling them the story. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what if I get Justin, who's like my BFF, oh to God. send this girl some like signed shoes or something and we can negotiate for your username. Oh my God. And Fuck. I was like, let's do it. It's fucking crazy. Um, we're like lining it all up. <laughs> it's <laughs> going to happen. Holy shit. And I'm like, I'm the only way I can get in touch with this girl because she speaks Spanish right. and like doesn't know who I am is like through Instagram messages and, and comments. So I'm like all the time like, hey, I have Justin Bieber ready to send you some stuff. Can I have your user? Like, I'm trying to yeah. negotiate via Instagram for this username. Yeah. Yeah. Um, randomly, her account just disappears. Oh, God. Like she just deletes her account off Instagram. So like the name I don't know available? what happened. The name becomes available. Instantly, I email Kevin, who I used Kevin, the founder of Instagram, who I used to work with on the same team at Google before he left to go start Instagram. This is how incestuous Silicon Valley is. I'm like, Kevin, hook me up. It's free. This is my moment of glory. Wait, I don't (laughs) understand. Why? Why would you need him to get it for you? Because it's still taken, taken in the system, but no, there's no account. account. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened to this girl. Like, this is the long, the mystery I'll never know oh the answer God. to in life. One day. And I had Justin be Bieber ready adventure. to send shoes, like signed sneakers or something. She, she should have But I didn't out. have to. And now I'm Brent on Instagram. Like, when did that turning point happen? Recently? That was probably like a year and a half ago. See, maybe? funny. I knew there was a story. Yeah. She but here's journalist. the problem. Like, because I wasn't an early adopter, I also didn't get to like max out kind of like the early followers mm. following. Now there's like, so, so saturated. Yeah. Like, mm. It's so one of my saying, big regrets in life. Yeah, That's I was going like to say. Moral of the story. Yeah. yeah you be really adopter, you no matter if it. your husband's app is competitive to mm. Instagram. I think you can, <laughs> totally. in the future, you just can. Everyone out there who has that same problem. Yeah. Just, just get that. your handle. Don't tell anyone. Call today. I should have. Yeah, yeah. I should have at least secured the handle. So now, like every time we have a kid, <laughs> which happens often, apparently, yeah, um, here. we don't announce the name until we like, secured all the social media handles, the FML. Gmail account, like we Which make sure we smack all of that. Completely irrelevant. Yeah, like the there's no way it. my kid even like no. Instagram's not even gonna be a it thing. Won't. It's gonna 100%. be like they're gonna be living on Mars in 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? But yeah. at least we have safety and security. I mean, at least thank God we can sleep at night. Like we know, totally. we know their social media. You provided account. for your children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big problems in life. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Before we get too far down the path of story time. We usually like to start our Twitter views with oh, yeah. a little game of this or that. Love it. So warm up. You're sort of warmed up already, but we're going to jump I in. I was born warmed up. You yeah, were. Great. You're yeah. always on your toes. Um, so we'll do a couple of this or that's and then jump into the deeper questions. Great. Ready? Yes. The policy is you can choose this or that or both. We do allow for That's both. It's a cop out, but yeah. okay. But it's fun. It always leads yeah, to good conversation. All right. But we like our guests. We like them to feel comfortable. Do I need a comment on why I choose it? Only That's if preferred. you feel necessary. Yeah, Some like might not be commentary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So when do you take the first chunk? All right. Phone call or text? <laughs> text. I hate phone calls. Yeah. I Who needs to talk by the phone? <laughs> 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 even my husband. I'm like, can you not just even like an audio text would be preferred. <laughs> <laughs> an audio text. Like, like don't waste my time. Out. I'm not just here to talk about my day. <laughs> I have shit to do. <laughs> you were also an early adopter of that methodology. Was I? Yes. Okay. I remember like 10 years ago, they were like, don't call me, text me. <laughs> Always known that. My parents. It's it took true. my parents a while to learn that lesson. Uh, red or white wine? Okay. Red in winter, white in summer, but preferably rosé. As we're drinking right now. Obs. You're Delicious. Welcome. Great <laughs> answer. <laughs> toast or eggs? Eggs and toast. Scrambled, please. Love it. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Okay. Music or podcasts? 
podcast while running, music while creating. Ooh, yeah, good answer. I want to know your top three podcasts that you like. Top three podcasts. I recently wrote something about on Brit and Co. about this. Thanks for asking. Oh. Obviously, same but different is number one. <laughs> I'm sure you wrote that. I can't even start talking about the Bobby Bones show, which sounds so <laughs> random to most people. That's a podcast? I literally listen it's to like it daily. Radio shows. No, guys, an hour a day. I know, but one hour of every day of mine for the last ten years is Bobby has, Bones. Is Bobby Bones. But I didn't know it was it's a weird. podcast. I have, now. I have dreams about Bobby Bones because I listen to it so much. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And I now study it because I'm interested in doing I, my own podcast right. for Britain Co. And right. I'm like, I've literally, you know how Malcolm Gladwell says that you're only an expert at something if you've spent 10,000 10, hours, hours doing it. Yeah. I've spent 10,000 hours listening to Bobby Bones. So you need True. to recreate Bobby Bones. I mean. No, she'll one up Bobby Bones. I'll do like a different variation, but I feel like I've no, learned so much from him. Yeah, that's interesting. But he's he's a different medium. He, You're just listening to something that's recorded live, right? That's still a podcast. It's, it's a radio no, show. No, I'm just saying. It's not like, like what we do is not live. This is a different format because it's more interviews every time. He mixes but it in is interviews. On the, it's on the radio in Texas yeah. every morning, Oh, right? they're on. But it's live. It's, it's national. He's the Ryan Seacrest of country music right. now. It's national. They're in like hundreds okay, of got cities. It, got it. Okay, yeah. It's massive. They okay, reach, so like, Bobby Bones is okay. number one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm such a fangirl. She's <laughs> passionate. It's kind of weird. I'm not like a fangirl of a lot of things. I know. But Kate Spade and Bobby Bones. Mm, they just do it for you? Like... <laughs> it's like if only the, Kate Spade had a podcast, I know. right? And like a little Beyonce, yeah. Um, okay. Taylor too. Um, so my third one is probably Girl Boss because I'm yeah. good friends with Sophia. Yeah. I know a lot of the women. Wait, gone. what was the second one? Or the first one was same but different, but that's a lie. Okay. So let's move on. It's not a lie. Um, I do a lot of geeky like business podcasts because like, like I run a company. Everything economics. No, um, I like Tim Ferriss's podcast. I like um, Recode Media because mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. constantly keeping up with go- what's going on with media. Yeah. Um, I like Monocles, The Entrepreneurs. That's Hello. a good one. Um, and those are okay, like the names. But I'm, I honestly, like 90% of my podcast listening time goes to Bobby Bones. <laughs> and that's gross. You're you not said, ashamed. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> you said during working out, it's podcasts and music is when you're being creative. Uh-huh. Got it. Yeah. Okay, a uh, big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Mm. You know what's weird? People mm. think I'm an extrovert. But I've recently okay. read a New York Times article yeah. that says you can be an extrovert introvert. It's a combo. Okay. You can turn I, it on and off. I have a massive like theory on what? the introvert extrovert thing. What? I think I genuinely think there's been a massive shift in the understanding of what each one actually means. Yeah. And people from our age to like 50 years old are having this revelation internally that they're all actually introverts because one society does value extroverts more than introverts and that's shifting so people are now realizing that it's okay to be introverts and they want to just be themselves because now acceptance is such a large issue so many people i've heard so many people on the radio and just like in my personal life now admitting to themselves and publicly not that it's like something they're coming out with but it's like holy shit my life's now never gonna be the same because i'm realizing i'm an introvert and i need to recharge by myself yeah it's pretty crazy i mean i can turn it on if Mm -hmm. i need to go meet people and be like social at a party Mm -hmm. do i love it not necessarily afterwards yeah yeah like i love five person dinner parties me too too. talk together it's like the perfect balance of like i'm using my extroverted desire yeah but i don't want to talk to everyone in the room or people i don't really care about totally Yeah. yeah I, I realized in the last year that if I have a day full of meetings, like back to back to back, I am like 10 times as tired at even night, like at the end of the uh, work day yeah. because of the constant extroversion. Yeah. Right. Like, but if you can have this balance of like working by yourself mm. and then meetings, yeah. I can be like 
much more productive. Well, I just have this like different sense of satisfaction at the end Mm -hmm. of the day and I'm not completely burned out. I don't have the option. I have to be doing meetings all day, every day. So are you exhausted at the end of most days? Yeah. Well, then it's like babies on top of that. And I'm like, no time for yourself. No, because then then it's back online at night and then I just die. Yep. And then you revive. Yeah. And then I wake up and do it all again. (laughs) I'm like, no. Pros and cons. Not possible. All right. Last one and I'll kick it over to Lauren. Um, New clothes or new phone? New phone if there is a new phone on the market. Mm -hmm. Obvs. Every girl likes new clothes though. Although Mm -hmm. I'm really into the whole like rental thing right now. I just started Mm. Rent the Runway Unlimited, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm finding interesting. no? No, Rent the Runway. They have like regular clothes now mm-hmm. and you can pay it's like a hundred bucks a month you can get like three or four things at a time mm-hmm. it's netflix model you can keep them for a day you can keep them for two months same um, with latote right latote yeah similar yeah, cool. but they have bags shoes like coats shirts skirts like can you ever pants. be like i'm obsessed with this i'm never giving it back you can yeah. buy it for like 30 or f- to 50 yeah. percent off but it's like oh. i'm all i'm often like on camera and stuff too yeah, yeah, and i yeah. can't wear the same thing twice right. so that part i get so but that's like, nice i didn't know they did like normal wardrobe yeah yeah very cool i like that all right round us out okay jogging or hiking jogging on hiking jogging. trails <laughs> <laughs> because I do you tra- live right next to them I, uh, yeah i do yeah. trail runs like yeah. every other day okay so combo awesome bath or shower or shath if we need to explain shath we will i've heard about shath in a oh, previous yes. podcast episode great um, job <laughs> that was a test <laughs> i was like laughing in my car because um, i get all your inside jokes i was thinking about how people listening to this podcast are probably like who the f are these girls yeah. and i'm like dying laughing because oh, i get it amazing. so yes. it could be really random for most people but i thought it was funny Thanks. okay we can only be ourselves mostly shower I didn't discover the beauty of a bath until I was pregnant, which mm. randomly for some reason when you're pregnant feels like 10 times more glorious than when you're not pregnant. Mm. Maybe because everything hurts more. It's just like your moment to be chill and like at being in water. I don't know mm. what it is about water. Mm. But, I, don't know, but I think that's like a real a thing. phenomenon, I think. Yeah. I know. I think like there's something real to that. Yeah. Not just mental. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, we're shathers. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. But we're shathers. Um, passenger or driver? Driver. Mm. Like, need to be in control. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Introvert or extrovert we had on here, but yeah. we already know that now. Yeah. That's so apropos that we wrote that down. Coffee or tea? Coffee. And I'm a fan of mint tea. Mm-hmm. Uh I just have to watch my caffeine intake during the days. Mm-hmm. So I need to go herbal yeah. mostly if I'm going to have it Does it make you like day. super jittery? Well, I did 23andMe a couple of years ago and apparently okay. I have the gene for high caffeine metabolism. What's so that mean? it means that my body metabolizes caffeine really easily. Like I could have an espresso shot then go to bed in 30 minutes, which oh. is really awesome. Um, Cause like at night at dinner, I could like totally have a coffee and be oh. cool. But I just feel like it's cough. Caffeine is also a drug mm, <laughs> literally. literally. And <laughs> it's probably not awesome for my body to be reliant on stuff like it. that so you don't notice the effects of it yeah so it's like i can totally to sleep stop. fine but it's Got like it. my body then is addicted to caffeine yep. and i don't want to be in the position where i'm addicted on the opposite easy I, to do i have real caffeine like i drink decaf when i'm drinking coffee because if i have calf i'm like like not Psycho. well just like low caffeine metabolism like dizzy. is what you have yeah yeah mm-hmm. i must which is interesting because whitney doesn't um winter summer Hmm. Both. I'm gonna use my okay. out on that one. Okay, we'll allow it. But you know what? I live in San Francisco, where Mark Twain's famous quote is, 
the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. Mm-hmm, that's true. So I kind of live winter year round <laughs> because it's so cold. Totally. Except like in the two months. Like October is our summer. Exactly. So it just depends like what you mean by that. But that's But then why. you can always travel to summer, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Book or ebook? Ebook. Mm-hmm. I can't carry. You I have like diaper bags and shit. I can't carry more things around with okay. me. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. This is a good one. Save or spend. Save. I've always been raised to be super frugal, frugal. buy things on sale. I'm the CFO of our family, which is a proud That's achievement for me. Really <laughs> That's cool. cute. Um, mostly that. because my husband can't save. So um, <laughs> I make sure we're on budget. Love it. Um, and I manage P&Ls at work and at home. I was going to say, what? At yeah. home? You have a P&L at we home? We have a P&L. Like legit I have in a P&L. Amazing. I'm that weird. Like it's not weird. Uh-huh. It's just business. I man it once a month. I do our P&L. That's really See cute. See we ended up for the month. <laughs> nice. That's really cute. I like that. Okay. That was it. Those awesome. are our this or that. You kind of nailed it, which we knew you would. Thanks. But. All right, so now we're going to get into the twin interview. Love it. We have lots of questions for you. We'll get through as many as possible. Great. Feel free to be as long-winded as you'd like. Great. Okay. Or short-winded. Is that a thing? Short-winded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay, so for the sake of our listeners, some yes. of whom know us and some of whom don't know who the fuck mm-hmm. we are at all, tell but us. they will now. Tell us about how we all know each other. And we'd like to give you the opportunity to like explain the dynamic here because we want to hear it from your Ooh. perspective, like, <laughs> why we're friends, Mostly what's we can't the dynamic see outside of it at all. Yeah. So. so Lauren and Whitney are like some of my oldest friends in life. We met. Do you when, have older friends than us? Like technically, Lindsay Heffron is an older friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. We met in preschool. You did. We met you in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, I we didn't know that. Yeah. So basically, we were all I knew five. She knew Jessica, did you know Jessica too? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. We were all five, and I was in the same kindergarten class as Lauren. Yep. Whitney was in the class next door. Mm-hmm. Until the day we switched classes. And then one day, they decided they were going to be sneaky because they're twins no, and switch classes. No, this is the part you don't know or don't remember correctly. Our mother decided to switch us. Yeah, I knew that. But she I was didn't pretending like it was your idea. Okay, well. I'm trying to make you look smart here. Um, <laughs> That's not so a smart idea. We were traumatized by this whole thing. I so. thought it was hilarious because I was the only one that right, knew. you were like. In. <laughs> and we would giggle throughout the day. <laughs> the teacher probably, in retrospect, was like, "Obviously, this is Whitney no, in my class." Totally. Whitney's teacher knew, and mine didn't. I don't remember this day, at all till the end of the day, and she was like, "What the fuck?" At the end of the day. Also, as a mom, I would totally do this if I had twins. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Well, I would play pranks on everyone. Don't do that. Really? Yeah. When you I have your twin boys. Really? Yeah. No, <laughs> Not gonna have twin that. boys. God is gonna give me a girl one day. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> like trying God, until please. it happens. I'm gonna adopt like eight girls. Um, okay. Just to compensate. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, so it was like we were bonded as BFFs from that age. We were in the yeah. soccer team together, basketball teams together, volleyball teams together, track teams yep, together. Yep. We were very sporty. Very sporty. We had lots of the same teachers. Ironically, I was mostly in Lauren's classes, but then Lauren went to yeah. a whole different school. Also, my mother's decision. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting no and comment. questionable. Mrs. Rosenthal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then and then I ended up going to college with Whitney. Yep. And Lauren graduated early from high school. Or went, I don't know what she did. She went to like college a year early or something. Um, so I ended up like getting <laughs> closer okay. to Whitney. I'm in closer to one or the other different p- phases of life. Totally. Um, which is funny and awesome. And I regret, I think the worst part of being best friends with twins is like sometimes when you're younger, your parent says you can only have one person spend the night and really? you have to make a choice. Your parents really did and that? And it's like I had to play favorites. Like mm. oftentimes I but could we negotiate never, and get both. We the night by ourselves with you. But they would always, this is the part you don't know. Yeah. They would be like, Brittany, 
you can choose one. And I was like, how do I choose? But you didn't. I don't. And then I would negotiate oh. biz skills happening age 10. That's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> or I would just well, use Amanda. <laughs> for putting you in the, I think that's really what happened. I think okay. I actually just used Amanda I really a lot. I think so. Because we didn't, I don't ever remember <laughs> that us That was my cop out. We never spent the night without each other. Like we never did that. And it was, mm. wasn't because we didn't want to. Or oh, it we probably was. To. Yeah. We were saying. like terrified to go anywhere without we, each other. Yeah. We have vivid memories. And we talked about this in our first podcast. I think that we wouldn't spend the night with anyone. Like it was really scary for us yeah. to go spend the night with people. Here's yeah. my other story about Lauren and Whitney. Yeah. Um, Lauren and Whitney were like the mean, the like most positive version of mean girls in elementary school. Really? <laughs> I don't remember. They this. were like the shit. Everyone was obsessed with them. They had ponytails that swung back and forth when they walked. We, they had, were, we had pretty third of our, I mean, two thirds of our hair. We had pretty perfect ponytails. Perfect ponytails. Yeah. Their mom was like Martha Stewart. Every yeah, birthday party was amazing. Their, I remember the tissue paper and the gift bags were like perfectly. Yeah, like, she has a skill for that. Up. And I, I think actually Mrs. Rosenthal is partially to blame for I my career now. Cause yeah. I was so inspired by like all the things she ever did for you guys and like the way that she was just so creative all the time yeah. and I was like I want to be that woman when I grow up yeah. um and she she's gonna listen to you say that she listens to her podcast. she'll feel very like legit I give you so much kudos for inspiring she me in life it, um Here, everything was so perfect all the time I remember we would have we'd go to your house and have snacks and she would make like like sliced strawberries with little sprinkles of powdered sugar perfectly <laughs> over the strawberries. Hey, I, I don't like, remember that. My I mom, do. We don't even have food at my house. Like <laughs> we what we is eat this fast food? food every day. I don't even, yeah. how do you even have fruit here? And like, I mean, why do you put powdered yeah. sugar on it? Like <laughs> I was really confused by like really <laughs> the <cute>. dynamic. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was like, um, it was, it was, I was always so inspired and I didn't feel cool enough to like be Lauren Winnie's friend when I was little because they were the cool girls of school That's so um, funny. and they were gymnasts. Literally, they were like training for the Olympics in fourth grade. Yeah. I was just and like, who are you? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. I yeah. I don't remember that at all. Really? Well, obviously, because we're on the other side. And I think all we thought, what did we think at the time? I think and we were just dependent on each other. It was always like, uh, we're shy, we're shy, we're shy. And then no. I think I think that must have been like the allure of us being twins. Maybe is that we were so introverted with each other and didn't see what was going on outside of us. It probably helped that we were never allowed to be in the same class, though. Well, of course. So like it wasn't like during school we were together. Right. It was well, just on the before playground. and after. Yeah, on the yeah. playground maybe. Yeah. Anyway, but that's okay. so interesting. You were on the inner circle. Not for a while. I don't feel like I felt like we were good friends in kindergarten, and then we like regrouped in fourth grade. See, I think that's there were a few years where I was the outcast. Well, I don't think it was because of you. I think it was because literally we were so shy that the only friend we trusted was Amanda. Like we wouldn't yeah. spend the night with anyone except for her. I know, and I remember when you guys and Amanda were like hanging out with me, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't blow this. Am I becoming cool right now? <laughs> like they're hanging out with me. This is crazy. <laughs> yes, actually, that was when you were. And I, that was a pivotal moment yeah, in my yeah, life. That was yeah. it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I literally blossomed that year too because I had my period in I fourth grade. I remember your boobs clearly. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I was the only girl in elementary school to have my period. Yep. Yeah. Like when we didn't even I know what carry that was. a purse. No. People are like, "Why are you carrying purses to school?" And I was like, <laughs> "Like it's amazing. It's new. Just deal with it." <laughs> yeah, it's <was> gross. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> the worst. Uh, yeah, I remember vividly being in fourth grade what was the what was the every year we wore the colored shirts on like that one day of the year like field day yes yeah field day and we were all playing soccer and i don't know if i found out that you had your period that day or something but i remember being really confused like i don't understand what's happening literally we didn't even have maturation class yet yeah before i had my period so i was like why am i bleeding in those what, so what's sad. going on what is 
And I had 34B yeah. boobs in fourth grade. I was 5'2". That's I started crazy. getting like pimples. I was like, am I 17 or 9? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't know <laughs> what's sure happening in my body right so now. so crazy. It's like, yeah. Um, okay, so then one element of when we were little, this is one thing I distinctly remember, is that we used to, I don't know if it was teasing or like, you know, building up your esteem, but we used to say that you would be the first female president. Yeah, like I remember this. You very, did? Yeah, yeah, we used to say this all the time. Like Bernie's, and it, it, it carried into middle school and high school. Hillary's sure. stealing my glory right now. We, Shit. That's, we that's the question. It's like, how do you feel about Hillary stealing your thunder? <laughs> five more years before I can even qualify to be president. God so damn it. I need to keep a man in office for two more yeah. election cycles. So you can snag it. And then I'll snag it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's my whole strategy. <laughs> okay. But really, like, tell us how you feel about Hillary. I love it. Um, it's hard because as a company and a founder of a, com- like, of a big company that you can't necessarily endorse one or the other. You sort of have to be mm. bipartisan. Mm. But our company is also all publicly. about publicly. Okay, got it. But personally, I'm yeah. totally supporting Hillary. You've donated all that stuff. Amazing. I've met her. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about it. Like, it's so momentous. I think one day I might still try to be female president, I mean, but just not the should. first. I'd be your like, campaign manager. Thanks. Welcome. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I'll do something. I'm not sure what. Well, I'll refer back to this podcast yep. that we Remember called it when. in 2016. Love yeah. it. Let's just say when we all cast our ballots for Hillary in November, Secretly. we'll be thinking of you. <laughs> She's paving the way for yes. Brit. Secretly yes. a vote for Brittany. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, but speaking of age, uh, the next question is, how is being 30 treating you mm. and how is it same or different than the 20s same but different mm-hmm. i like where you're going with that mm-hmm. um it's funny because when i turned 30 i made a list of all the things i had accomplished in my 20s Ooh, fun and i think everyone should do that at the end of every decade but cool. i also made a list of all the things i then wanted to accomplish in my 30s mm-hmm. i think i was most shocked to see like how much you can actually do in 10 years mm. i traveled to like dozens of cities Amazing. i started a company i like got married i had a kid yeah. i got my first dog we bought our first house like Crazy. there's so many like massive life moments that happened in my 20s and it's just like looking back that's so cool to see how much you can actually get done because i feel like every day is a slog and you're just mm. like grinding it out um but to see the progress has actually been made is is kind of inspiring um mm. and keeps you moving so in my 30s I'm so excited to like take on the next chapter. Um, it's taking everything to the next level, right? Like mm. I now have two kids, which is weird for a 30 year old. Um, awesome. It's not weird for a lot of uh-huh. places. In this I country. go into a coffee shop and I see like moms with kids and t- in my mind, they look like they're like 10 years older mm-hmm. than me. And I'm like, these are old ladies. <laughs> um, but I'm like, are people thinking that about me now? Like when I don't they know. See me? I don't know how to Is rectify that. that, that they in my look brain. at me. Am I an old lady? <laughs> because I'm think so. we're able and like it's normal for us. But to I get carded kids. sometimes too. So I'm That's, like, yeah, maybe I, I still have the youthful nature. I don't I know. Think so um, I don't know the answer. Anyways, like. We'll see how many more babies we bust out. Um, We or or you. (laughs) Probably just me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's see. The company is like a whole nother thing I'm excited about for the 30s. Mm -hmm. We like the 20s is like figuring out is this happening? Is this going to work? Company infancy. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, this is actually working and Mm -hmm. like people like it and I still love it. Mm -hmm. Like how do we take it to the next level? So excited about that mm-hmm. i have two continents left to get on my list um antarctica i would assume <laughs> which i was so close to going to when i was in 
Patagonia a couple of years ago. I should have just like taken the flight. Um, it was like an hour long flight to get there. Whoa. Um, I was so close. And then Australia, which I haven't been to, but I've been That's to all the other continents. Wild. Um, and I'm I'm like stoked about crossing that off my bucket list. Um, I'm also excited to like like probably later in my 30s think about like more creative arts like I've always wanted to do like screenwriting and um just like more recent like I'm fascinated with neuroscience randomly I just like you always have been I think I have I wanted to be a geneticist in high school at one point like I'm fascinated with how the body works and right now I'm studying how neuroscience or like the neuroscience of creativity like Mm -hmm. what triggers in your brain what like causes those meditative qualities and like the state of flow and all that stuff when you're doing creative projects um sign me up for that class yeah thanks yeah Yeah. really i'll teach it i'd love to have 40 so yeah yeah, 30s are gonna be cool yeah (laughs) i agree with that okay this is kind of a segue a little diversion from what we're talking about but we wanted to know if you have a most embarrassing moment most embarrassing moment Mm, I don't know. You just reflected on the whole last decade. I know. Anything come to mind? I don't know that there's like an obvious one. It doesn't have to be obvious. Anything that comes to mind. Or even how you get embarrassed, if at all. I had like a near embarrassing moment. Okay. But it sort of ended in tragedy. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. So I'm a big runner. I mean, mean not like ultra marathoner. You just run a lot. But like I like running like five or six miles like on a random day. So I was at the Fortune, I got invited to the Fortune Most Powerful Women's Conference last year and was with all these like badasses. Michelle Obama was there. Mm -hmm. It was like really awesome. Um, And we were about to go to the conference, but I was going to go for a quick run and it was in DC. Mm -hmm. So I decided to run around the National Mall. It was like beautiful and awesome. Um, Halfway through the run, I need to go number two Ugh, badly. The worst. And there's, n- I'm in the middle of the National Mall. There's not like public bathrooms anywhere nearby. Yeah. And I'm like, am I going to crap on the nation's <laughs> capital? Like, <laughs> what am I doing right now? I literally at one point had to just like stop and sit down on a bench and just like Wait, try to meditate out of it. And, like sort of try to squeeze it. Yeah. <laughs> so Please retreat. And so I'm like, got to go back to the hotel. Got to back to the hotel. And Terrible. I'm like the whole way back. I'm trying, I have to stop and start, right. like sit right. down and pause. Suck it back in. <laughs> and I'm like, and there's like women at this conference sort of like, as I get close to a hotel, like They're around like the streets. And I'm like, they can't see this. Like, luckily I held it all in. Oh God. <gasps> but what happened, this Terrible. was apparently a precursor because when I got to the airport, here's another TMI. Like I was, I didn't, I was pregnant at the time mm-hmm. with my second baby and, um, I just started like bleeding a lot at the airport as I'm like boarding a flight to Greece of all places. So you think they were related? I think so. Oh I think my, my body was like preparing. Out. Yeah. It was Whoa. like, and so I don't know if it was like number two or if it was just my body like moving Whoa. organs around, but like, well, so you, not, you didn't go to the bathroom right when you got back. I did, but it wasn't like that crazy. Okay, got it. So, um, but I felt like it was going to be a right. crazy incident. Right. So <laughs> anyways, ended Dodge up that bullet. like listeners out there, long story short, basically almost had a miscarriage um started bleeding a lot ended up like not having a miscarriage but having like massive blood clots and took herself to the hospital emotionally went to the emergency room emotionally like realized i was losing the baby like thought i was losing the baby all this stuff um the baby was okay at the end of the day and we just hung out with him yeah so anyways but for a while there i was like i'm 
I mean, for, talk about someone who wants to be maybe president one day <laughs> and her past. She could have shit on, on the national lawn. The national lawn. <laughs> like, I can't have that in my campaign. You, can't. you can have that like, in your conscience. <laughs> you could never in good conscience run for president after that. Don't worry, people of America. <laughs> the lawn happened. is clean. <laughs> I kept it together. I kept shit my shit it, together. It wasn't you. Literally. But it was a close call. <laughs> that I would mean, have been embarrassing. Very same to yeah, say. Yeah, near embarrassing <laughs> moment. With girl bosses everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, <laughs> so that's something that didn't happen to you in the end. Yeah. But um, as far as things that maybe the general public don't know, because you live a very public life these days, what's something that you wish people knew about you mm. that maybe many people don't or many people misconceive? Um, I just think, I don't know how people, how much people like really, it's like a grind to be a entrepreneur. And I feel like in the public light, in the public light, you have to kind of cast this ideal of mm-hmm. like, if this is just fun and like I do this all the time and I have kids and I have a company and I have a husband and it's like a perfect lifestyle. I and mean, it's like really hard, mm-hmm. emotionally up and down. I am like grinding it out every day i just this week was like literally from 6 a.m to midnight every day i'm Mm. in meetings of some sort like not with my babies including my newborn i just had three months ago Mm -hmm. like trying to like make my company more successful and it's like all kinds of emotions um and so i just i i think entrepreneurs who um, have started companies like get it and I totally affiliate with them especially if they're women and mm. moms but like a lot of the public I think is just like it's probably really easy to start a company mm. and like especially when you're the face of it mm-hmm. um, and you have to like have a certain aesthetic you have to be on all right. the time like I sometimes get noticed places and um, yeah it's just a lot to deal with so I um, I feel like good about it mm-hmm. I usually like I'm able, I'm like pretty Zen and now five, almost five years later, like I am able to conquer the ups and the downs and stay pretty like middle line. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's exhausting and I'm tired a lot and, but I'm like also just so passionate and I love what I do Mm -hmm. so much and it just keeps me going and Mm -hmm. it's, it's like playing like the most massive game of Settlers of Catan ever. Totally. Which you love. I see the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one step at a time. Um, Along those lines, um, I personally, like la- our last episode, we focused a little bit on work-life balance, and it's a constant struggle for me to manage how much time I dedicate to work mm-hmm. and how to really unplug and how to really detach. Do you have any sort of secrets that you can relay with such a demanding schedule? I think, first of all, when you have your own company, it's it's just always going to, it's not going to be fair work. I don't believe in work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that... I think you should do something that you love to mm-hmm. do so that when you are spending so much time on it, it doesn't feel like it's work, you yeah. know, and it's obviously going to be work of some sort, but you're excited about it. You're passionate mm-hmm. about it. Like you feel like you're making a difference to somebody out mm-hmm. there um, and your family, like ultimately will respect you for it mm-hmm. over time um, if you're taking time away from them. So that's like number one. Number two is like, I do believe in this is it's gotten even more complicated as I've had children. Like, you have to figure out your time um, and what when you can carve it out. Like you feel guilty anytime you're not spending with your children because you're at work all the time. Mm-hmm. So you should you feel like then you have to spend the rest of your free time with them. 
or with your friends and like you forget to make time for, for yourself. yourself. So yeah. I recently started hiring a babysitter on Saturday and Sunday mornings from 7 to 10 a.m. because mm. the kids get up at 7. Cool. And so like those mornings are just me time. Like I go to yoga. Do you just like wake up to let them in and then you do your thing? They Yeah, they have a they have a key to get in oh, even. Perfect. So I did, if I wanted to sleep till 10, yeah. I could do that. If awesome. I want to get up and do yoga, go for a run, mm-hmm. like go have breakfast with my husband mm-hmm. on you know go on a date with him like I can do any of that stuff that's and it's great. that's been like the most enjoyable time recently that I've been able to have that's, that's an unexpected time frame that you would yeah. carve out for yourself but I'm it a makes morning sense. person though you yeah. are you yeah totally are. yeah we can't relate <laughs> <laughs> um okay I'm gonna combine these next two what's the most attractive quality to you and other people sort of professionally and what would someone have to do to impress you as an employee or yeah i'd say in the business sense it's the most interesting yeah so the first one is the most important quality yeah so what's attractive to you and what quality and then like what would it could be the same that someone would impress you i think for as a again if you're an employee wants to work at britain co just like a positive hustler attitude Mm -hmm. and in startups there's a ton of ambiguity you're gonna have to work hard yeah like Mm -hmm. I, I want you to care about what you're doing to be excited about it, but yep. to like, like work as hard as everyone else, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that can just, you know, I don't think you have to be the most talented person in the world. It could be a right. new like type of work that you're trying to do. And I truly believe that people who work hard and like show up on time to things like are ultimately going to just like kill it even more than other people. Even without the like skill set. Yeah. Like they'll learn faster. Mm -hmm. They'll be excited about it. And I see that in people. Like I see the hustle Mm -hmm. as like a, a now like boss of a lot of people, a manager, um, for like partners. Um, I think you can really tell, uh, a sense of graciousness, um, Mm -hmm. and kindness that someone has. Like it's authentic. If somebody, wants to work with you and is a good person mm. versus if they think they're like the shit right. and like don't give you the time of day. Right. Um, and uh, I think ultimately this is a very small world we live in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the mean people, like it comes back to bite them mm. in the ass. Yeah, so just a matter of time. always be kind, even if it, you know, it doesn't make sense to work together. Mm-hmm. Like if you respond to the, e- like I try to respond to like every email I get. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not, if like, someone asked me to have coffee with them and I literally just don't have time. Mm-hmm. Like I'll respond and say, I really respect you writing me. I'm happy to answer like an e- a qu- e- right. question over email. Mm-hmm. My schedule is crazy and I can't meet with every person that wants to have coffee. Right. Yep. Um, so I think that in long term will come back to be a, p- a good thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, when, before we started the podcast, you had started to tell us a story about meeting somebody that like made you really really nervous yeah that was one of our questions yeah it's because we we know you meet a lot of people who are very important very cool um i think we would totally lose our shit if we met hillary but sounds like that was just we wouldn't we would would be like hey (laughs) hey (laughs) we've been talking about you for a long time (laughs) we're into you yeah um so i wanted you to relay that story because i think it's it's very few people that would really get you yeah and this is a person that most people would not be intimidated (laughs) by so this week i was in new york and had the opportunity to meet andy spade 
who is the husband to Kate Spade, mm-hmm. the brother of David Spade, and was David based, Spade the actor, the I actor, assume. as in Tommy Boy, and was <laughs> literally like the mastermind behind the Kate Spade brand, which I've been obsessed with for so over a decade. Just out of curiosity, how is she the f- like name and face of the brand? Was that conscientious from his decision? She's a partner in the business, right? But him. like everyone knows Kate Spade, no one knows well, Andy it's a women's Spade. brand, right? Yeah. So did like, he do that conscientiously? Yeah. But he's really he the one. He also it? started Jack Spade. Got it. Um, mm. And and so they started it together, like husband and wife couple, mm-hmm. like leveraged their from their 401k mm-hmm. super scrappy she's like the detail oriented like like looks at six different shades of pink and like decides which one is the right pink when and they all look the same someone yeah. Else, yeah and he looks at the big vision of like what's the brand gonna feel like it's gonna you know he used the words playful chic which weirdly is like a way that we talk about Britain co I um see that. Yeah. and um, he's like, the, you know, the difference between witty and silly really matters. Mm. And, and anyways, he's like the mastermind and that brand is 22 years old. Oh my gosh. And I respect it so much because it's maintained this like beautiful aesthetic, mm. like, like in similar playful spirit mm-hmm. for young women over those like two and two plus decades. Mm-hmm. Um, they sold it and 10 years ago too to Liz Claiborne, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. And so Andy and Kate like actually took a step out of it then, but it's, they come back in monthly to do mm-hmm. these creative reviews and design reviews and make sure the brand's like still moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Anyways, like I was so intimidated to meet him because I have so much respect for that brand and mm-hmm. it's been an inspiration for Britain co and, just like the aesthetic and the quality, you know, the quality yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's accessible, but not, you know, not like, like more crap at yeah. Walmart. Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, anyways, he is, I think he's like, um, creative force of our generation. He's now working on like 20 different brands. He has a, an agency called partners in spade, which has a wait list a zillion miles long. He works with, um, Warby Parker and so they're um, like like brand strategists Wilson and Shinola cool. and love Shinola. he loves just like coming up with brand. He's working in a hotel right now. He has a pajama brand Very called Sleepy cool. Jones. Um, we brainstormed brands together. Anyways, it was That's just an really amazing cute. discussion because we both love a lot of the same things yeah. cool. and care about design. So I was really intimidated though to walk in and meet him, and I don't really get intimidated to meet most yeah, people. Yeah, That's so amazing. Yeah, sounds like it went well. It was good. So cool. Kate was calling him during the lunch <laughs> and i was hey, like you should have said hi oh my god and i showed up on his phone as katie oh like, one day do i get to call her katie like <laughs> she, when, she we're katie best, me? when we're best friends like <laughs> can i just be like hey katie we're gonna go grab hey, wine now hey, tonight let's go get some bags life. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go get some bags <laughs> why not in six shades of pink yeah <laughs> okay all right, we're going to move from, I don't know what category we were in. What were we in? More personal. Yeah. To family. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about your family. Okay. How has being a mom affected work? And we, we touched on it a little bit, so maybe just like the highlight. Yeah, it's awesome. It's It really does make you prioritize what's important. Mm-hmm. I say no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um I have less personal time, like I mentioned, Um, but I feel so much more fulfilled um, during the day because when I'm with the kids, I have to put my phone down. I'm like all over them and it forces me to like have connections in real life. And I said also on the creative note, you know, Britain Co. always preaches about why creativity is important um, and how most people are really insecure about their own creativity. Mm -hmm. When I remember with Ansel, like when he was a baby, 
to entertain a kid, you have to be sort of silly and goofy. Like you have to make weird noises and like tell stories and like sing in front of them and um, like do puppets. And like it's it's awkward for an adult to do that (laughs) and you feel really lame but it's the same analogy of anyone trying to do anything creative like it's really weird at first and you like are afraid to put yourself out there Mm. and then you get used to it and it's not that weird and you're getting feedback that it's like funny or like you know whatever so I use that as an analogy now of also like people trying to be creative and or learning some new sort of art or skill for the first time which is interesting and then um Lastly, I think it's been awesome because I have such an understanding now of all my employees who are young moms and like the schedules they have to work through. Like Mm -hmm. Brit and Co has really flexible schedules. If you need to like leave and go to your kid's ballet recital, Mm -hmm. like totally cool. Like Mm -hmm. you'll get back online later. I don't care. Um, If you need to leave the office at five every day, which I do now, Mm -hmm. and I sort of try to set the tone for working parents at Brit and Co, like that's great. Um, It's awesome. So um, it was a little weird at first to leave the office before 90% 90% of my employees mm-hmm. um but we're getting even more done now right. probably than before I had a kid do you think that you understand like even my question plus like from the working mother perspective better than like a male boss could I think so mm-hmm. totally like I you have so much more guilt as a mm. woman literally it's like chemically mm-hmm. inside of you mm-hmm. to want to be with your children and I understand that I ha- can literally empathize with right. the women in my company. Right. So it's also hard on like maternity leave. I haven't been able to take like three to four month maternity leaves like we right. give all our other female employees. But right. yeah. um, it's been I, I tell them like, please take maternity leave. Mm. Like I would if I could, but I'm right. running a company. Right. It's right. like not. So you make it clear, like, don't emulate possible. me, like do what I've given yeah. you. Yeah. Like do your own thing. Yeah. Sometimes women don't like, like, love maternity leave mm. either because it they're feels bored. like you're disconnected, yeah. they're bored. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, hey, if after a month you want to pop in for a day a week, right? Like, that's cool. Right. If Just you want to stay know. out for four months, that's cool too. Right. Like, we're down. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Sounds like you've been handling these um, interpersonal work situations quite well. So it makes me want to ask, what's been a huge challenge for you? Or currently, what is like a big work challenge for you? Um, the biggest work challenge is just scaling the team. Mm. It's, um, hard for me because I love having personal connections with all of my employees and we're over a hundred employees now. And like we had four people start this week and I was in New York the whole (laughs) week. So I didn't even get to like meet them on their first day. Oftentimes, um, I don't like necessarily get like personally introduced to them because yeah. like you don't want to make it too awkward and formal totally but then i'm like i see people around our office where i'm like who the fuck are you are you an intern <laughs> are you a full-time employee should i like be right. knowing and and then I, I ultimately get to know them but i can't have the depth of relationship with them yeah. um as i maybe have with some of the earlier employees mm-hmm. because it's just us and yeah. and i think because of that there's like the optics that i'm less accessible and like I hate that I hate feeling like people can't feel like they can just grab me and have a chat and like or like want to have a career growth conversation that has nothing to do with Britain Co but just is like I'm one I'm a woman who wants to take over the world like Mm -hmm. what do I do um Mm -hmm. and so I want to just continue to try to feel as relatable and accessible as possible to all levels of our employees you should have like office hours I know I'm thinking of it like a but then I feel like it's really vain to be like 
now you can have time with Brit. <laughs> but like, like special. Like, it is. I don't know. Frankly. I want it to feel like it's not special. Like it's just like, oh, Brit. But the, maybe, maybe it's not like you have to log time. It's literally, I'm going to be in my office from this time to this time. If you want to talk to me, my door is wide open. I know, Come but don't, doesn't that feel like that sounds scary to somebody? I think it would sound lovely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The senior execs in my world do that. And I think other people really really enjoy it i personally don't take advantage of it i think it's a personality thing yeah but the people I who are interested like the introverts too, wouldn't i can do imagine it. being like a 22 year old and being like i have this question i've been dying to ask Brittany, or even i just want to impress her so i'm going to just ask this one question just so she can i she and i can have like a face-to-face yeah and you're just there i would do it i just feel like the introverts wouldn't then wanna, like would be nervous to take advantage I'm of it i'm sure you can so think I of wanna, some way to foster the introverts. yeah i just want to make it like equally you could have like Accessible a um, for everyone, like a time that you're even when you're away. It could be on like a website where it, uh, you have those like, chat rooms, you know. Yeah, like, you're just like it's well, time Slack, with Brittany. Actually, Slack has been probably the best Slack. thing we d- yeah. we've started using because yeah. I'm like, it's like easy to chat with me, totally. literally, like directly. But you could do a it group so setting. that everyone could. You read. can just emoji like what I say. I can emoji what you say. You could do like a full, like, like the whole business at once, and anyone who wants to ping you, everyone can read it. So that yeah. if someone asks their question, I know. They don't have to ask I just it. hate like trying to doing things where it makes me sound like I'm like trying to be special mm. because <laughs> I don't know. That's I think cool inherently you are. I think. Yeah, of course you yeah. are because you're running it. You're it's running your idea. It's I mean, yeah. especially for the people who don't know you. I know. You get my point, though. Like, I totally yeah. get your point. But then again, like, it, you kind of don't have a choice. You have to be all these other places. I know. Yeah. Anyway, but we'll figure I it out. I guess the answer is you can't <laughs> do it all. Um, yeah. Out of everything in the last decade, as you said, you just assessed the last uh, years of your life in your 20s, and now you're embarking on your 30s. What are you most proud of out of all of it? My kids. It's like mm. so corny. That's like every mom <laughs> actually says super that. corny, but yeah, if it's true. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I can add another thing, but like the kids thing is like, whoa, I made a human. Like I'm a maker, but that's legit. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> that should be trademarked. I think it should. <laughs> I'm a maker, clever. but that's legit. Like, but and then you when they like legit. look at you and you sort of see yourself literally in the. Yeah, that's like, bizarre. It's like sure. whole like gene <laughs> gene passing yeah. on thing is like really crazy <laughs> um i i hope that like i can somehow have inspired people in two ways one to like act, like try something creative kind of the manifesto of britain co yeah. and like not be afraid of it like i've met women who quit their like accounting jobs and start a jewelry business right. and are like being successful at that and I think because of britain co because of britain co so cool it's like um that's amazing cool. yeah. like, like that's exactly what i want um, that yeah. makes me feel great can we yeah. do that globally <laughs> um like can people just do jobs they love yeah. in their life yeah, yeah. Like, i that, mean the, can that just happen in the world yeah i wish um, we're getting to and it like yeah. women just love creative stuff like can they do creative stuff as their job and make mm-hmm. money like i right. think that's awesome mm-hmm. um and on the same note it's like inspiring women to like know that it's not that crazy to start a company mm-hmm. and to like be successful at it mm-hmm. and to like put themselves out there um, I started Britain Co. when I was 25. Mm-hmm. It was really scary. And mm-hmm. everyone like kind of laughed at me and they like treated me like, oh, little girl, like starting a business. Um, and you're and making your, like, your wood shop like, experiment. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it's legit. But it's like, I, it's like crazy. And, and I hope that that like rubs off on some woman out there who wants to start her next thing. All right. Second to last question. Okay. What have you always wanted to try that you haven't yet? Well, when I was 18, I wrote on my Facebook wall, which just launched that year, um, <laughs> Future? a no, bucket Facebook. list of things to do in my life. Okay. It's still on my Facebook wall. If you go to facebook.com slash 
Britt Morin because you can't have a four letter username <laughs> on Facebook. God damn it. Technicality. You can read it. I've crossed off a lot of those things, but one of them is Meet Oprah. <laughs> oh my God. She's looking good these days. Oh, I need a meter. Also, it's like. So I'm surprised with, you haven't at this point. I know. I'm so many, de- like, I have so many friends who are one degree. Like, exactly. Or her friend. Yeah. So I need to make that happen in my 30s. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sophia Bush just met her. I know you know her. Yeah. Everyone I know. Not everyone. A, <laughs> a lot, lot of people I know know Oprah. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, can I get a hookup? Can somebody please? <laughs> it's on my list. Like, I just need to cross it off. Yeah. Um, no, but it, that's like the, that's like the cheesy vanity one. Um, <laughs> I like one day want to yeah. be, um, like one day I would love to teach a class mm. like at a college mm. and be a professor. Mm-hmm. I think I was, I went to dinner last night with a professor at UCLA mm-hmm. and was this in a Dave Dave's thing? thing? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a neuroscientist cool. um, from Oxford who's now teaching at UCLA and he's like 60. Genius. Ugh, he's so in the weeds of academia. Wow. He literally doesn't know who Taylor Swift is, Kim Kardashian is or Martha. Does Stewart he not have is. kids? He has kids. I don't know what yeah, it's been. Yeah, that's weird. Whoa. If you didn't have kids, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. I was but. like, how do you not know Kim Kardashian? I don't, like, yeah, he keeps his I mean, down. that's anyway. like under a rock. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's difficult. So, but I was asking him, like, are there tricks to, like, you know, getting students to be, like, engaged? Like, is it magical when you, like, see that you've made mm-hmm. a change in someone's life mm-hmm. or that they're actually grasping a concept they didn't get before? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so fascinating the way that people can teach. Like, we've all had teachers who've made mm-hmm. impact on us. I remember mine vividly, and mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool to be able to do the same thing mm-hmm. for, for people later on in life. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think you can have teaching in your future very easily. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the last question is, Maybe a bit trivial, but Kay. it's a selfish question. Okay. Because I don't know why I haven't asked you this before, but I'm desperate to know now. Oh my gosh. Desperate? Yes. Okay. Desperate. What are your travel tips? Oh my God. I have a million. Yeah. I need to know like the highlights because I've been traveling I have so, so many much. Hacks. I need to know like some of the top like ones. I could write a book literally about. So I maybe mean, there's you should. Maybe packing. <laughs> there's packing, which is his own thing. Yeah. Are there's you a roller? Like, Do you roll your clothes? Yeah. yeah. Roller. Mm-hmm. What like, luggage do you have first and foremost? I have a two me suitcase. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the secret is you need one that splits in the middle. Mm. Yep. Because you can throw all your clothes on one side and then like toiletries and shoes and stuff on the other mm-hmm. side. And then zip and then, it closed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, but it keeps everything like more organized. You can tuck things in shoes. Like there's all kinds of like tricks for nice. saving space. I always bring carry-ons. Yep. Never, Never check, check a bag. Yeah. That's yeah, the it. worst. Um, on a plane itself, I'm usually a window girl, um, mm-hmm. but I'm nursing and therefore pumping right now, which means I need to be an aisle girl because I have to get up during plane rides a lot, mm-hmm. which is really awkward when you're spending 15 minutes in the bathroom and everyone's like, why are you in the bathroom for so long? <laughs> um, so they hear this weird, <laughs> mind me I, come, I literally get every flight the flight attendant ma'am are you okay in there oh my how God. do they not like, fucking know i'm cool thanks how do they not know i'm carrying like my bag of pumping equipment That's into the bathroom with me. i'm not like doing drugs it's got a sign that says pumping like right. will take longer than expected yeah, okay. sorry. And it's like That's people will get mad at me anyway oh wow um yeah and then i also am a fan of um Sometimes, like, not bringing a lot of stuff. Oh, shipping, shipping, by the way, mm. sometimes is cheaper than checking a bag. That's crazy. So mm. if you, like, buy stuff on your trip, 
instead of bringing it back like and having to check another bag or something ship like it that, home. it's you can ship it for like 15 bucks sometimes yeah it's smart and it's actually way interesting. easier interesting yeah huh. so you should try that strategy i like it thanks yeah mm-hmm. and next time you buy me some things when you're away <laughs> ship them to my house <laughs> thanks cool yeah. got your addy great mm-hmm. <laughs> all right but you really should like either write a blog or maybe write a book because you're one of the best travelers I know. Wow. And every time I have like a struggle, because I've gotten pretty good at traveling, yeah. mind you, internationally especially. Yeah. But every time I think like, maybe Getting this looks... schedules is clutch too. For Getting sure. on the right schedule. Yeah. yeah. But also every time I'm like, Brittany always makes this look so much fucking easier <laughs> than you're like my own ball. experience. But then I see other people tell me like, oh, wow, like you seem to make traveling look like it's nothing. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> it's like this whole other level I that I've never gotten inside. to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ambient I'm a fucking mess. is also clutch. Yeah. <laughs> to I got sleep some on drones. Yeah. I yeah. do day trips from SF to New York. Like I Whoa. red eye, red eye in. Yeah. Do like tons of meetings in a row. Sometimes go on television. Mm-hmm. Then fly back that day. Jesus. It's crazy. All in the name of being, being able home. to see my kids. <laughs> yeah. Sleep like in for your own three bed. hours. Yeah. More or something yeah, like that. It's yeah. nuts. All right. So to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> if you're making bets, <laughs> I'm not going to go over 100. No. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be a new technology uh, by true. the time. Yeah, we might all live yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for being on Same But Different. Thanks yeah. for having me. Love you guys. Love you too. Love. Bye. Peace. Peace. And there you go. Britt Morin, everyone. Britt Morin. Thanks, Britt, for being on our show. Thanks for l- hanging out in L.A. with us. Thanks, Dave and Ansel and Austin yeah. for being so and cool. And Ramona, Brittany's mom. And Ramona. Shout out to Ramona. Yeah. Thanks for hanging. And Dennis, it was great seeing you guys. We Shout out to our mom time together. for inspiring Britt. Yeah. Miss Rosenthal. Mrs. Rosenthal. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs>